Grace, mercy, and peace be yours. In the name of God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The section of the Bible which will serve as a basis for the sermon this morning is the Old Testament lesson read earlier from the prophet Micah. Friends in Christ, in a few minutes we're going to sing the wonderful Christmas hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, How Still We See Thee Lie, which is poetic as it is actually accurate. Bethlehem was, and Bethlehem actually continues to be, somewhat little. 2,000 years ago, it was basically a farming community that nobody heard about outside of the immediate area. It had just a few hundred people. It was the kind of town where if a cat got stuck in the tree, that would, if you will, make the headlines. That kind of town. You know that town. The name Bethlehem, in fact, means house of bread, if you didn't know that, and that, of course, didn't exactly bring in the tourists at all. In fact, I don't even know if they had a good bakery, ironically. If you will, it was that little town. Now, making Bethlehem seem even smaller, though, was the fact that it was in the shadow just five miles south of Jerusalem the home of kings and rulers, the capital, the big city, and anything that mattered, I mean, really anything, the movers and the shakers, they weren't in Bethlehem, they were in Jerusalem. The politics that shaped society was in Jerusalem. What made the news was in Jerusalem, all of which made Bethlehem seem even that much smaller, inconsequential, if you will. Bethlehem made no difference in the grand scheme of the world, and as the world rushed by, you'd have to look out your window pretty quick to even see just how still the little town of Bethlehem lie. And yet, just one thing we know about Bethlehem. What is that one thing? But in this insignificant little Bethlehem, it became the birthplace of the king of kings. In fact, it was just what Micah prophesied now some 700-odd years before. What was our Old Testament lesson? But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And the rest, as they say, is history. God's history and you know it, that all the world would be taxed because Caesar Augustus issued a decree. Everyone had to go to their hometown and Mary being great with child, as we are told, the time came for her to be delivered and where did that happen? In the big city where all the big events of all the world happen? No, but it happened in the insignificant little town of Bethlehem where God's light shone in the darkness of sin and death, where he brought grace and truth in the flesh of his one and only son in that little town of Bethlehem. So, that being said, let me tell you what Bethlehem really is. Bethlehem was and is the quiet, insignificant, unnoticed place that God promised to be. 
And since Jesus was there, that means Bethlehem was and is the quiet, insignificant, unnoticed place where God's power and truth and forgiveness and life is at work in Jesus Christ. And as most of the world, just if you will, ran wide on by, they rushed by unknowing and, well, uncaring, the most significant and meaningful thing in this world's history took place. God came to be with his people. And here's the point. Just as God worked in Bethlehem is the same way that God works today, where God works in powerful ways but seemingly insignificant, often unnoticed, as the world just rushes right on by. I mean, isn't that exactly what's happening right now? I mean, literally, right now, isn't that what's happening? Where the world is rushing right on by while God is at work through humble means. People are rushing. We're getting ready for Christmas, but not in the quiet way of repentance, but by shopping and cleaning and doing all the things that make us want to pull our hair out. That's what's happening. We're rushing on by. The world is talking about inflation and the fact that no one is working and they're all in a hurry and everyone is rushing on by without noticing God at work in humble means. The world is rushing by, arguing about vaccinations in school curriculum. The world rushes by, trying to find anything to drown out a hopeless anger and sorrow that characterizes their lives. Now, all those things are important, make no mistake, they really are. But so many people are rushing by right now that they're missing that the God of all grace has come for them. And here's the best part. He's right here. He's right here. Right here, right now, in this place. In other words, what I'm telling you is that right now, as you sit here, you are sitting in Bethlehem. You are. And you might say, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. This isn't Bethlehem. This is Zion. It's the big Z. I'm just trying that nickname out, see if it works. <laughs> you can report back after church. But I really mean this. Remember what Bethlehem is? Bethlehem is the quiet, seemingly insignificant, unnoticed place where God's power and grace and forgiveness and life is at work in Jesus Christ. It isn't Jesus here right now by his means called word. And then, of course, at his table, the sacrament. Seemingly unnoticed. And I bet you, if we're quiet, we could actually hear a few cars rushing by. Of course, that would require me to stop talking but we could probably actually hear that literally happening and somewhat unnoticed we are. But that doesn't make it any less significant. God's light shining in this darkness, bringing his grace and truth, and that is, in fact, Bethlehem. The significant work of God's truth, his law, his gospel being preached, the truth of it, each and every day, 
God's children hearing down these hallways God's truth and having it fill their hearts and minds and that it actually makes an impact of all the other things that they can be being filled with, being taught in Sunday school, in confirmation, all of those things quite significant, being in the word and daily devotions, not insignificant, but quite significant, even as the world rushes by. Tonight, we'll get to hear from our school children, next week from our Sunday school children, about this word, the story of what God has done, and that is anything but insignificant. When you come up to this table in just a few minutes, there Jesus Christ himself is going to meet you once more in the humblest means of bread and wine and touch you with his love and forgiveness and redeem and renew you. Anything but insignificant. This is Bethlehem. You could even sing a little church of Zion. How still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. See, now that's a problem, isn't it? The stars just going by. We know maybe they'll stop. Maybe they'll stop a few days from now on Christmas Eve. But will they stop long enough? Will they hear? We know the truth that very often the Sunday after Christmas, all those folks that maybe paused have stopped pausing. And why is that? Because they're still rushing in heart and mind after all the cares and all the things in this world that supposedly matter the most. And candidly, they just simply don't believe that this is Bethlehem. They don't see the blessed truth that we see, that God is here to bless his people and save his people, to forgive his people and redeem his people. So I'll say once more, may God ever open their eyes to see what we see, that this is Bethlehem and God's grace is here in Jesus. Which brings me to my final point. Just as God worked in Bethlehem, that unnoticed, quiet place, and God works here, understand also God not only works through ordinary means, but God works through ordinary people as well. Let me give you an example of Bethlehem in daily life. You can take just an average couple, Joe and Jan, who are sitting down for their evening meal. They're fairly new in town and not a lot of people knew them, and it seemed like not a lot of people cared to know them. But in their house before dinner, their first and only child, a little girl named Sarah, actually led the evening prayer. Joe and Jan had been teaching her pretty much since birth some of the Ten Commandments. She could belt out, Jesus loves me with the absolute best of them. She knew that Jesus died and rose again for her sins. She celebrated her baptismal birthday. Sarah kept this faith the rest of her life. And all the while that was happening in Joe and Jan's average house as an average couple, all the world rushed by. Shopping and cleaning and running after this and that and checking Facebook and TikTok and the latest fashion and arguing about politics and all of those other things. But God was watching. 
and what happened in that house of Joe and Jan was of greatest significance as they raised God's child, God's way. God rejoiced in it. Sarah grew and she lived her entire life giving praise to God on her way to heaven, a life of praise and service to him. If you will, to ordinary people doing seemingly insignificant things had the most significant result in all the world in God's eyes. What can you do that is seemingly insignificant, at least by the world's standard? But in God's eyes, if you will, has Bethlehem come? How about an invitation to church? While the world goes by silently, we're not silent about what happens here. We tell everyone. An offer to pray for someone, a get well card in the mail, shoveling someone's snow. Jesus even talked about the seemingly insignificant giving a cup of cold water offered in his name. In the different stages of life, God calls his plain, ordinary folk, that means us, you know, we're not always ordinary, but a little ordinary, to do his work, and he makes his light shine, and Bethlehem is there. So don't ever lose sight of that. God, just as he did as the prophet Micah prophesied, a little town of Bethlehem, God still works through the ordinary plain means and brings to us all the gifts of heaven. And God works through ordinary people as well. You come to this house, he works through ordinary pastors, albeit handsome, but ordinary. <laughs> Just making sure you are still listening. Ordinary means at this table. And when Christ comes again, understand once significant and insignificant will be revealed. The significance won't be the big city, it won't be the politics or presence under the tree, it won't be any fashion or what's on Facebook, it won't be any of those things, but it will be where he himself was at work in this world. So maybe, just maybe, take a little time. Invite someone this week to come and see the Bethlehem you know here in this house, where God ever reigns by his humble means. And so in his name, amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen.